Welcome to Two Girls, One Film, a fire casual film discussion podcast by amateur film connoisseurs Lindsay Fang and Annabelle Cohen. Enjoy. Hi everyone, this is Lindsay here, your first host. This is Annabelle, your first host. <laughs> and welcome to our long-awaited episode. Of 2021. Yep, yeah. first episode of 2021. Yeah. An 11th episode or 12th? 11th. 11th. We're, we're coming along, we're on the come up. But today we are talking about Punch Drunk Love. Yeah the film so do you want to get right into it no actually (laughs) i want to say that i've only watched one film this year and Mm. i don't think you'll ever guess what it is look look at how his mask covers his mouth look look to your right (laughs) anyway we're in a we're in a park right now and there are a lot of people walking around so sorry there are lots of children you you might hear a sprinkler in the background it's all about the ambiance, and look at that pack of people. Oh, Jesus. I wonder yeah. what they're doing. Anyways, my first and only film of 2021 was Borat. <gasps> really? Yes. Really? Yes. I did not expect that. I really yeah. did not. How How do you think it was? It was hilarious. Really? It was really good. I, yeah, I heard from people, it was like, there's this not huge the new buzz. one, but the, old, the first one. Not oh. The new one. Yeah, no, I, I had never heard about Borat until Borat 2 was really? about to come out. I really just did not hear about it. I did not know what it was. Um, I haven't watched either of the movies, but I remember there was this like huge craze because Rudy Giuliani was in the second one, and people were like, how how is he in this? Why did he agree to this? So I'm curious, but I don't know, I don't know the contents of it. But how would you say it was? It was really good. It was Sacha Baron Cohen. It's Sacha. Mm. Same last name. Vibes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's just, it's just like really funny. Mm-hmm. It, I think if you, it's quite crude as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's like people love yeah. Borat. It's yeah. a huge thing. But yeah, Sacha Baron Cohen was also in the trial of the Chicago Seven this year he's potentially an awards contender nobody knows um honestly it's hard to tell at this point but that film it's like kind of controversial because some people are like this is directed awfully it was directed by aaron sorkin i thought it was i thought it was i i liked it genuinely like i like i thought it had a good ending i thought it flowed fairly well it was about this um you know it's <laughs> it's a it's a court movie okay, it's a okay. court drama and basically these seven people are uh, kind of uh, on trial for inst- instigating a protest okay um, this was this was happening around the 60s which is when you know the British invasion was happening mm-hmm. you know flower power oh, okay. all the hippies you mm-hmm. know um, 
going against Vietnam. That was the whole thing. Okay. And so all these people, they were in favor... Well, they were all against Vietnam. And because of this, they would, like, hold protests, you know, start these various groups, hold sit-ins at universities to, and educate other, like, um, liberal slash democratic people. And the government was trying to prosecute them for their activities. And so that's the premise of all it all of it i thought it was all right obviously it wasn't it's a real story yeah it's a real story and that's what makes it interesting because like those are real people who really acted like that in the court and Mm. so i I don't know i like things based on real stories and i think it's worth the check out you know good Mm -hmm. Good. okay what's the first movie you watched this year what's the first movie oh sound of metal Oh. <laughs> Sound of Metal. That's oh, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name. It starts with an R. Riz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Riz Ahmed. Yeah. That is his latest film. It's actually really good. I really love it. Um, I gave it a 4.5. I thought it was... It's about this guy. He's a metal drummer. Drummer for a metal band. Uh-huh. And he gradually loses his hearing. And then oh it's like, God, yeah. yeah, it's this whole process. That is so sick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this Riz is suffering through all No, no, but like the, pre- the concept mm. of the film oh, yeah. is so sick. Yeah. You know what, though? I have like so many things to say about it. because yeah, I can watch like, it. We can do it next. Yeah, we can, we can yeah. do it next. Yeah, Sound of Metal next coming up. I think it's <laughs> worth a watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love it. Where did you it. watch it? I watched it on, um, it's on Soap Today, the pirating <laughs> website. I'm going to say, like, okay. some sort of channel that you subscribe to. But also, there are, like, there are, like, these subtitle, subtitle issues, and so just for that, I got, like, a free trial for Amazon, um, a Prime video, and then I watched it on there. Because mm-hmm. the subtitles, you know, because they're signing for a lot of it when he loses his hearing. And I don't want to, like, miss what they're signing. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, good. I can I'll, I can find links and send them to you if you need them. I guess my movie year is, like, a, up to a good start. Like, I haven't been watching a whole lot recently. Yeah, I haven't. Because I've been... I don't know. I think I've been in a bit of a rut. Like, okay. sometimes... Like, I, sometimes I get into periods where I want to, like, watch something all the time. Mm. And I, I watch things that, like, really inspire me. And I get into, like, this role where I'm watching, like, these amazing things. But I don't think I've watched anything, like, extremely show-stopping recently, you know? I, during December, like, towards the end, like, after Christmas, mm-hmm. it was, like, the 27, 28, 29, I watched a movie every single night, and I watched short films during the day. Really? And then after, I was like, this, this is a lot, but, like, it was great. Mm-hmm. And I watched Tarkovsky's, um, what's it called? Holy Mountain. Oh, never is, heard of it. It's really good. It's, I watched on movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that movie. It was like. It's like this avant garde, like, dream movie where mm-hmm. everything is, like, so wild, but it's, like, ties in together. And uh-huh. then. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that sounds like a whole lot of movie intake, though. Yeah, like a lot of religious themes and mm. like very striking visuals. Oh wow! Yeah, I will definitely look into that. Would you say you are more of like an aesthetic movie type, or like a story movie type, or a dialogue comedy, etc.? I think probably story for、mm-hmm. me. Like I can appreciate visuals up to a certain point,、mm-hmm. but if it's not going anywhere, oh yeah,、mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to watch it.、Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, no, maybe that's not true. But like, for me to really like a movie, I'm gonna have to adore the、mm-hmm. um, script writing and like the、mm-hmm. plot points. Because okay, yeah, but I say this, and then there are some films that don't really have a great plot,、uh-huh. but I enjoy them.、Uh-huh. But okay, so it's all sort of it depends on the movie. But I will say probably. I don't know. I don't know because <laughs> I really, 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 really enjoy cinematography. Yes, I I agree with that as well. But also, I have an unpopular opinion. Sound. I would like to bring. I I love war movies. <laughs> People are not big fans. I watched Nineteen Seventeen, and I was like, this this is real good. This is I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I watch things like not just like real, real like war movies, but also like movies like Lord of the Rings that have lots of like battle scenes in them. Yeah, I find them enjoyable. Honestly, I, I, I do. I mean, I I haven't watched 1917. I don't really know what the last war film I watched was. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. It was a war. It was a war in it, but yeah, no. I yeah, it's because I'm just sort of. Not that thrilled by it, but I can probably change my mindset.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, not all of them are good. A lot of them rely on just violence to get it through,、mm-hmm. you know. But 1917 is good. But honestly, not not as good as Parasite.、Mm-hmm. Like just comparing it to other last year's award season, you know, definitely did not deserve Best Picture. But, No, 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 no.、Oh, I'm just saying, like, yeah, people were saying it was gonna get Best Picture, but also, okay, piv- to pivot a little it, bit, it was looks like one shot, right?、And、yeah, that's what Birdman, yeah,、was. and Birdman got,、mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's actually really crazy. The cinematography by Roger Deakins,、um, he actually won, so that's fantastic.、Mm. But I'm actually kind of curious about this year's award season. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not very updated on it.、Mm-mm. I, I well, I've like been looking into it a little bit.、Um, there, it's like heating up a little. There are various like critics awards, which are not as like well known, but basically it's just these critics, movie critics groups handing out like awards, like acting awards. There's one film about this alcoholic. Do you know? Like he's like. Oh yes, another round.、Mag. Yeah, another round. Another round. Another round. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I've heard of it though.、Yeah. I people say、Apparently、it's good. Yeah, yeah. So、oh. I'm kind of there's so many like releases, new releases that are like up for award season, but I cannot see them. Yeah, you know? I really want to see Minari. You, I want to see Minari too. That's like my number one thing、yeah. that I want to see. I was gonna, I was like, I'm gonna watch it. I'm like, what? It's no, not, it's not I, like. I searched it up everywhere.、Yeah. I searched it up everywhere, and I could not find it. I've been waiting for the French Dispatch too because、oh, I was genuinely curious. I like yeah I know I know and Dune it, it's so Dune you're so right and but you know what though I pirated Nomadland and <laughs> I went guys 
here's a quick plug for all of our listeners. Don't like bombard the website, but I use the Pirate Bay. <laughs> it's a really good pirating, torrenting website. And so I watched it and it was actually it was really good. I was I was really impressed. I really like the way um Frances McDormand she she has like you know how Hollywood um Chloe Zhao She's a fairly new, up-and-coming director. Yeah. <laughs> we got a little bit of noise around us. I hope this is all right. But Chloe Zhao, new, up-and-coming director. Um, she is, honestly, I think she's the favorite, as of right now, to win the Best Director Oscar. She also has a movie coming up, a Marvel movie coming up soon. That's kind Black of Widow? anticipated. Nope. It's called Eternals. It's a new series. It's, uh, it's, I'm looking forward to it too. The Eternals. Eternals. Sorry, I really thought you said the chest. <laughs> that would have been real questionable. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was like, why are they doing another turtles? Definitely like, not. done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why are they doing another <laughs> Just imagine that. Okay. Yeah, definitely not. But Nomadland, fantastic. I feel kind of superior, you know, having seen it when mm. it's not even out. I'm like, sir, you know, come come be on my level. Do some detective have you, work. Have you me. watched Three Billboards? Three Billboards? I, I actually watched that in a theater, like, way back. I honestly forgot the contents of it. I have always been meaning to watch it. As uh-huh. Also, The Florida Project. Uh-huh. Oh, I've never watched the it. The Florida Project. We should do an episode on that, too, because that oh, was write amazing. List? Write a list. Let's get it going. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I. There's so many good films to look forward to. I am so excited to get into all of these eventually. Yeah. I really, I, I really, really want to watch Photo Project. I just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. I think now that if I say it, if I have like said that I really, really want to watch it, and I've held accountable by that, I will watch it. Yes, you definitely should. It's not, it's not too much of a commitment. It's kind of lighthearted, so mm. it doesn't really feel like a chore either. You know, it just hits at the right places. Did you cry? Or do you not cry? I did cry. Oh. I did cry. Good, and good. Last thing, I guess, before we kind of move on to Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. I, there's also a new Damien Chazelle movie that's going to come really? out. Um, I think 2022 at least, but okay. people are already talking about it. It's called Babylon, but I'm just excited. I'm excited for it. The Gardens of Babylon. I'm referencing Taylor Swift's song, by the way. Oh, wow. Taylor Swift. She's kind of been killing it recently. She has been. She she popped out with, like, two albums Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And and good for her. Good for her. Doing nothing. (laughs) There's, like, a picture of her being like, there's not a lot going on in the moment. And then she drops two (laughs) albums, like, two months later. Taylor, Taylor. You know, what's your, okay, what's your favorite Taylor album? Oh, favorite Taylor album? Sorry, I made that face because I have something to say. Okay. My favorite Taylor album? Probably um, Red. Mm. Because that just is, that's just me when I was like mm. young and finding mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> I think I would have to say um, 1989. Really? Yeah. Because, again, kind of the same thing. Because that was the first, first time I've ever like really listened to her songs and mm. I was like, wow, this is epic. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Bro, my 
my mom brought me to the CD store specifically so I could buy the HMV. HMV. The one in Cozy Bay? Um, no, there used to be one in Central. It's closed down now. Oh, on along the Queen's yeah. Creek. Yeah. 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 Went there and I played it so loud <gasps> in my house. Played it so loud on the speakers. Are we out of the woods? Yeah, are we out of the woods? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are we out of the woods? Yeah. I remember watching Shake Knock music video and thinking. <laughs> I was like in year seven and I was, I, have, I was using my own computer for the first time. And really? Like, oh my god, the internet is a scary place. <laughs> There's all these bombs shaking everywhere. Stop! I was like, <laughs> oh, going I, to, um, yeah, continue. Mm, yeah. No, I, I, I pretty much said everything. Oh, I was just going to say, I love how neither of us talked about the new album. Like, I was, I've always been meaning to listen to it, but it's like, it's a long... There's a lot of things to get through. Yeah. Okay, I, I actually just listened to it last night. Like, I listened to Evermore. I like I like songs. I I don't think... I honestly don't think it's for me. I don't I don't like it that much. I like a few of them. Yeah. They're like... There's like maybe one song so far that I enjoy more than the others. But also, I wouldn't say I'm super into like acoustic music. Mm. Like, unpopular opinion, but I don't like the guitar. Something really? about the guitar what? irks me. Gosh. We are like violent that. opposition. Vi- <laughs> no, not violent. Extreme opposition. Okay, it depends what it sounds like. Because a lot of it is sometimes when it's like the same like kind of rhythm and the sound all the time. I'm, I'm tired of it, you know? But I don't like, I won't hate on it. I'll, I'll listen to it. Well I, well, I do hate on it. But <laughs> I, not for me exactly, you know? I've been the opposite. Recently, I've been enjoying those more. Mm. Yeah. What, would you, what would you say is your favorite genre? Mm. That is hard. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, That's I don't really know either. Question. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I've been enjoying kind of like old music recently. Also, I kind of like, um, what's your favorite genre? Pop old. rock. Oh. <laughs> is the genre it's the past it's the past you know i don't know that's just the way life has been for me but yeah punch drunk love let's get this started yeah okay so punch drunk love at 2000 oh my god this is like this is not my diary this is my this is my <laughs> school book i this is where i write my english anyway. <laughs> punch drunk love 2003 movie by paul thomas anderson oh my gosh fun fact um Basically, Paul Thomas Anderson loves um, Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. and he saw Adam Sandler on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And his, I think, I don't know, if wife, but definitely partner, Maya Rudolph, was on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. and that, that, I think that's how they met. Well, I don't know oh. if about Adam Sandler, but he loves SNL, and Maya wow. Rudolph was on SNL. I did so not it's know very that. Cute. I love this trivia. Yeah, um, but yeah, so the movie's about Barry Egan. This like weird man who is like charming but like a bit odd and he's trying to find love and he does this he's quite lonely so he calls up um <laughs> I don't know how, like a pay to talk to a girl yeah what, what do you call it's it? like a sex hotline yeah basically. sex hotline but like yeah it is it is a sex hotline <laughs> um but then he meets his sister's co-worker Lena uh-huh. and they form a meaningful relationship yeah First off, like general thoughts about this, I will say going into it, 
like the first 10 minutes in I was like wow I really don't like this 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 is not my type of film just like visuals and like dialogue so far I was like mm, not into it but actually as it went on my mindset completely changed because I was like wow this is actually really entertaining mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of hooked on the storyline it keeps you on your toes a little bit and you kind of want to root for Barry because you know his sisters are <laughs> awful people and you want him to be able to find his love and be able to have his happy ending so I don't know I, I enjoyed it generally yeah I, I when I watched it the, I mean I've only watched it once so right after I watched it I was like it took me a while to like decide whether mm-hmm. I liked it or not because mm-hmm. I don't know it was it was definitely the fact that it was Adam Sandler as the um, main whatever protagonist, I was like, I was kind of put off by it. <laughs> like, no hate to you, Sandy Adam, uh-huh. but like, I was like, okay. I thought yeah. his performance was like interesting, but like, I was there was never like a part of me that was like, I really am rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I was also sort of just on the edge all the time. But then after it, like, talk, like researching about sort of like what is going on with the mm-hmm. sound and the visuals mm-hmm. and the color, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a very well crafted film, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate it for that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to appreciate it for Adam. Mm-hmm. I actually will disagree with that. I think Adam Sandler is kind of really good in this role. Like, he, I think, he makes it like awkward in a way that really works, and he's actually like it's it's really super rare to see him out of like the same role that he always plays he's like comedy movies where he's this goofy guy mm. you know kind of the butt of the joke but th- he's really good in this this was a step outside of his role kind of like uncut gems as well I meaning to watch that as well yeah very he's like actually genuinely a very very good actor who just got kind of stuck in the same hole for mm. too long of a time um and I think this worked out good for him. I don't think it was a super, like, show-stopping performance. It wasn't like, oh, this is this is crazy, this is amazing. I think Uncut Gems is more like that a little bit. But I would say, I don't know. I, I think his character wasn't, it definitely wasn't, he doesn't, he wasn't likable, I would say. <laughs> but he was... He was somewhat like it's like more pity, you know. You wanna you wanna kind of root for him a little bit because he's in such a ugly situation. <laughs> so yeah, well, I think the one thing that's really good about this movie is how it's like very very real. Like I'd say his relationship with Lena and like his relationship with his sisters can be seen in like modern relationships. Like it's, it's like. He's awkward. They're both quite awkward, and they're like, mm-hmm. Lena is so like, you know, she's like very like, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> 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 it's like she seems so timid, and then he's like an awkward like, I like, yeah, can I take you out? <laughs> so I think it's just it's very it was very refreshing to see a relationship where it's just it's not like 
the like the man wooing the woman and like he he gets it because like oh his charm and they're like <laughs> amazing together they, but like it's, they need to work out the kinks in the relationship first mm. yes really for sure it's definitely like a super unique take on a love movie i don't know i've never yeah it know. is it is usually it's like both both of the people are super charismatic and you're like wow this is a match made in heaven mm. This honestly kind of a match made in heaven too, but just uh, the dynamics were off, more off than other movies, I would say, in a way that made it super interesting. I will say though, um, just visually, one thing that kind of like stood out to me was the harsh lighting. Like there's a lot of contrast going on. There are a lot of moments, like I'm the colors themselves i don't know how i feel about the lighting because it seems very like fluorescent it seems very i wouldn't say which, which bits because i watched this movie last year you watched it way last year yeah i oh. watched it last year because I, 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 I don't really remember in his in his like um garage office oh the sometimes blue walls. and yeah sometimes in hallways he'd yeah. be walking through them and there'd be like like bright white light at the end uh-huh I don't know, like, if it means something. I don't know, like, I he definitely, Paul Thomas Anderson definitely meant it to be that way. And he meant to have that light kind of shine through and be obvious. But I don't know, I don't know the thought behind it. I'm not completely sure. I don't think I love it because I prefer, like, more kind of evened out tones. Yeah. This was a little, was a, lot, a little crazy for me sometimes. But it adds to the quirkiness, the I, uncomfiness. There's uncomfiness. I know I can point out two scenes where I think lighting was used really interestingly, mm-hmm. and they're both related to Lena. Mm-hmm. It's the first time when she drives up to the uh, mechanics, mm-hmm. and then like she's like, "Hi, do you know where they are?" Mm-hmm. And then like the sun is above her, oh, and yeah. like she's quite dark because the light of the sun is like overpowering mm-hmm. her. And I was just like, why are they... It's just like... It's just like she's the divinity, whatever. Is, he like, is she like the savior? Is this foreshadowing something? And then another one was when they... When he goes to... Was it Hawaii? Did she go to Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah, so when he meets her in Hawaii and then there's like the tracking shot of them running mm-hmm. to to each other yeah. and the silhouette of them kissing as the um, rest of the people pass through. That shot was lovely. Mm-hmm. It was like... Like, when they were walking towards each other, you don't see anyone else. But then when it's, like, far away in the silhouette, just, like, shit ton of people walking mm-hmm. around. I'm like, stop. It's like, they only yeah. care about each other. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually, I think that was probably the highlight scene and all. Like, the most, like, visually startling one. Striking. That's the <laughs> word I was looking for. Striking. I don't know. It has... I, I would say cine- cinematography-wise, though, I think everything is, like, super, definitely super intentional and uh, super, like, it's supposed to have meaning, but also I don't think I was able to interpret all that on my first watch. Um, I will say, though, what else? I forgot. <laughs> okay. I was going to bring something up, but, oh, yes. What do you think... I, I wasn't quite sure what the meaning of the piano was. Do you... Oh my god, I don't even remember. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because 
there was this piano that got put right outside his office, yeah. like, the first day. And, and then he, he looked at it. he tries to learn. He learns how to use it. Yeah. Does he, like, show her how he, how he, he uses it? He keeps it in his office yeah. for a fair while. I don't think he ever really shows her. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't actually play it, does he? He never Not actually... Not really. really doesn't well. And I remember this one point where he, like, ran... He picked up his uh, piano and ran back to, to his office. Yeah. Like, I, the I first think time he got it? To, no, he... He brought it, ran away, and ran to Lena, I think. Pretty sure. Yeah. So, I'm not... I honestly probably have to do more research on this. We... Like, it's it's just these little things. Are you familiar with his other work? No. I just know Magnolia and Boogie Nights Mm -hmm. and The Master. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I haven't watched any of his other stuff, too. But I also, like... I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be interesting to know more about his style and kind of watch other things and be able to take away a little bit of that, too, mm-hmm. in interpreting all of this. There's but, always, like, and you, you always have some sort of... There's always a step you have to take when you're, like, reading or watching a movie with a new director. Like, like there's a, like... To me, it's you either like are fascinated by, by them right away and want to watch lots of their interviews, or you just can't really be bothered. That was oh, yeah. not gonna lie, that was me. Uh-huh. This movie, I, uh-huh. I was watching some interviews like right before I came, but I was like, this is too long, and I was like, ah, but like, uh-huh. I still really appreciate his work, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. I I kind of agree. I feel like I don't know. This just this movie just felt kind of off. You know. Uh, obviously probably on purpose but i feel like most movies i watch kind of set like a pace that you kind of get into Mm. and also it just feels supernatural this felt super well unnatural that's what i'll say it's like it all of it just felt super kind of uncomfortable it was a really really wild um, script with like the sex hotline Oh, yeah. And, like, the people tracking him down. Oh, yeah. What do you think about his transformation about all of this? Do you think there's a lesson to be learned? Do you think he... What do you think changed for him? Mm-hmm. I think... I think there's a degree... Oh, and the freaking pudding! What pudding? Him buying all that pudding. Oh, oh, that pudding <laughs> for the for the flight miles. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yes. So, it's like... Such a silly story. <laughs> um, what do I think is transformation? I think something. I think something about sort of letting himself um, be more open. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think. I think to state the obvious, meeting Lena made him kind of realize what he wanted mm. as a person more because not having someone who valued him kind of definitely took a whole lot away from his self-esteem and also having like kind of a super suppressive family of all sisters he's he never stands out really he's always kind of being bullied oh my gosh the fact that you say that Lindsay talking about 
you're right here. <laughs> you're talking about the standing out in a suppressed family and sort of being lonely all the time. Uh-huh. Literally encompassed in the first shot of the film where he's sitting in the far left mm-hmm. of the, of the um, office and he's wearing a blue suit mm-hmm. and he's wearing, and it's a blue wall. He blends right in and he's small. Oh. He's literally like yes. exactly what you said. You're right. You're totally right. And there's also this bit uh, that reminds me where his sister is always asking him why are you wearing that suit why are you wearing that suit and that's just like a just like a small kind of constant reminder to him that he's not good enough to wear that suit and he looks it's like it's deprecating because it's like oh you look you don't look good you're uh, why are you wearing that you know it's just judgmental and so but I think throughout all this he like maintains some sort of self because they're like he keeps that suit on yeah so he there's all there's like a small part of him something about that suit yeah. which I want to uh, touch on mm-hmm. it's like the um so his his suit is blue yeah mm-hmm. and he's wearing blue for the entire film mm-hmm. and then we meet Lena and she's wearing red uh-huh and it's oh, like yeah. yeah this is lovely to see mm-hmm. and then um I was watching a Carsten Rundquist video. Ooh, and Karsten. He, he was saying that um, his, what's his name? Barry's ties uh-huh. change from blue to yellow to red. And red. He's, oh. and his tie is red at the end of the film. And Lena's clothing also changes color like within the progression of their relationship. And I was oh, like, that's wow. such a lovely touch. I did not know that. Yeah. That I, yeah. It's the little things sometimes that you don't notice until you've, like, really paid attention or watched it multiple times. But, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I just... Oh, yeah, the flight miles. Let's talk, let's talk about that for a second. I think that this, this punch-up love can be classified as, like, a dark comedy, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's I, what I it's classified as. It was a as. romance and it was a rom-com. Mm. Rom-com. I, you know what? I guess it kind of is. Yeah. You know, at some parts, like, a I little mean, bit we don't have thriller. to stick to what Google says. Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be defined, you know? Movie genres are ever-changing. But, I don't know. There's some comedic bits, bits in in between this. Like, yeah. the one of um, Barry and Lena in the restaurant when he's, like... Oh, boy. <laughs> when they're talking... When he's telling her about... Um, his secret plan yeah. of getting all of those white miles from the pudding <laughs> and I don't know it's just like little touches like that that just like work really well um but yeah um what else was I gonna say what do you think of like um his little uh, his anger burst oh, okay. I also I was watching a video about it as well and someone in the comments was like I, this makes me wonder about like, is he on the spectrum like oh. I don't I, it was an interesting thought but like I don't know because it's and the movie it was also like um, the movie is a portrayal of how Barry sees the world and it's not how the world actually is like a lot of his um, interactions with his siblings are all sort of very meshed together mm-hmm. like it's a con- oh, cacophony yeah. of voices and yeah. it's like suffocating him and like his he's got very like his 
very interesting ideas like a pudding uh-huh. and like wanting to like pursue this piano building and like mm-hmm. fixing it I don't know and like um, yeah his little fits I don't know I don't think I know enough to talk about it mm-hmm. but like it was an interesting thought yeah you know what I actually really uh, I really like that point you brought up about how it's all like well obviously it's from various perspective he's the main character but just like um again the way the music played out it was kind of music yeah it was sort of chaotic sounding it meshed with what was happening so well um john bryan the composer mm. he said in one of his interviews um what's his name cole thomas anderson was like in the tracking shots he was like i want that to be like a peppy like rhythmic sound Mm -hmm. and like he used like weird sounds like velcro and like tape so it's not all that it's not all like drums like Mm -hmm. really interesting um Mm -hmm. dynamic sounds yeah that's really cool yeah i just i i also found the scenes where like one scene especially when he was at the party with all of his sisters that was uh, that's when we really got in a window into kind of what his mind mindset was like when he was in such a large group and also it, it just really oh, the window the breaking. dynamic yeah and the window breaking and it's honestly I feel like it made everything pretty like clear from the dialogue I think the dialogue was super well like smartly written mm. um it just it was it was kind of snappy it was pretty fast honestly it all of this I don't want to like it kind of reminds me of Aaron Sorkin dialogue in the sense that it's like pretty like that part in the sense that it was pretty like fast pretty snippy pretty witty everyone um and I appreciated that and I don't know I don't know where did he did he write the screenplay oh, oh, I, I actually don't know I can find out, but I don't know. What What do you think makes a good, like, written dialogue? What What do you think makes like? Because I would say like Marriage Story has really oh yeah dialogues written really well, and I would also say this dialogue is written well, but such different styles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say I think a good place to start is if you have knowledge of theater dialogue. He is yes, the he is the writer. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think um, people who are, like, familiar with the way theater works, I don't know much about theater, honestly. But I think theater is super, super, like, brilliant in the way that all the characters are just, their presence is just really, like, out there. And everyone has their, I don't know, it's it's just, like, the dialogue is especially emphasized. Um, There's different styles and you can do that, too. Yeah and everyone just kind of feeds off of each other Mm. and i don't know i don't think there's like an ideal dialogue there are movies where there are like barely any dialogue there are movies where there are tons i don't know just depends also like wording wise Mm. like the marriage stories is very naturalistic oh yeah it's like it looks like you're just invading on someone's like personal Mm. conversations Mm. and this one is much more i feel like um, not to go back to my own point, but like how I was saying, like it's his own world and it's how he sees it. Like mm-hmm. the certain questions that like his like sister gives him, like mm-hmm. like you said, why are you wearing that suit and like why he's like why do you have so much pudding? And, like why do you have this uh-huh. piano? 
this like seems very oh she was like this is my um uh what's it workmate what, uh-huh. what's the word well, <laughs> colleague, I don't know, it's my <laughs> colleague, Lena, um, we're going to go have brunch before uh, uh, work starts, come with us. And he was like, no. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it just, the um, the dialogue, it, it just seems like very pointed. And I think uh-huh. it's his way, um, Barry's way of like interpreting the words that that people external to him mm. give him. And mm. that's why like he's like, asks, is it her, his sister's husband like is there someone I can talk to and mm. it's like I feel like he's never fully comfortable within his own shell until he meets Lena oh yeah I totally agree speaking of Lena I love I think maybe my favorite moment in the movie was when they were at her apartment and he was like leaving he was like I'm gonna go but then Lena calls him um, from the lobby Wait, they never actually go into her apartment, right? They do go in. They go in, they talk for a while, and he's like, he doesn't know what to do because he's awkward. Why do I not remember the interior of her house? I don't really remember much of it either. They just sat down, talked for a bit, and then left. And she called him, and he was, she was like, I really wanted, I really would have liked if you kissed me right there. (laughs) And so Barry was like, Barry was like, "Oh, hold up, hold up! I need to, I need to get back up there." And so he ran. It was also kind of like an awkward run because he like didn't really know where he was going. It was really, it was very funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so he knocked on the door. He literally spent ages trying to find the door. I know. <laughs> and then uh, you, you know what happened you know what happened they they kissed it was it was wonderful the music kicked in the exact the right music nope that happened twice because this was the first time at uh-huh. the end of the film was when lena was slightly mad at barry for leaving her at the hospital oh okay i don't remember the first one i remember the second one mm-hmm. the second one was when i was like oh like i do i do kind of like this movie yeah. the first one um but yeah, what was some? What were some of your highlights? Oh my gosh, one of the my favorite bits of this movie uh-huh. was the bloody melting colors about fifteen minutes in. Oh, you're right. What the heck? You're right. I was that like was wondering amazing. about those. I is there is there symbolism? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was in when I watched. It, I was like, Christ, this is lovely. Like it was. I don't even whatever. Basically, I watched, as I said, the cast and run Chris video. Sorry if I say his name wrong. But um, he was saying that how his interpretation of it is that um, PTA is like setting up how important color and light is mm-hmm. in this film and how it will take you on a journey of emotion. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know. Oh. Because it's just, it's, it's very much just put in there. Mm-hmm. But it makes for beautiful posters, movie posters. Oh, yeah. You're so right. I I don't know. I feel like, again, this is just one of those, like, Easter egg movies where you just kind of have to look into it a lot more. And, yeah. I feel uh, like us speaking about it after we watched it one time doesn't give us give yeah. it the um, depth that it needs. Yep. But uh, we're, gonna, we're giving it a shot. We can only really go surface level, you know? What would you say, like, 
like we are we already sort of touched on this a little bit but what would you say is like something the movie is trying to tell us like is it something about life maybe like not just about Barry hmm. I, I mean I don't know but what I'm not I'm, I'm not answering your question I'm just gonna <laughs> give you another question that sort okay. of builds on it which is what the hell do you think this, the title means Oh, you're so right. You're so right. I, I honestly could not tell you. What does punk? What does punch drunk even mean? I might I have to search that up. I don't know. We'll update you guys on this. But maybe. I, I think there's some. I think punch maybe sort of represents his like anger and like um, uh-huh. the way he isn't uh, sort of understood by his family slash people surrounding him mm-hmm. and drunk maybe just as this is my my interpretation uh-huh. of like the um the giddiness and the lust or maybe mm-hmm. not lust but like the him falling for lena mm-hmm. and that's what i think it is i like that interpretation i kind of agree now that you've explained uh, explained it mm-hmm. i i don't know it's just another thing to look into it's a nice title. It, it is nice. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be like, um, I don't know, another one of those Adam Sandler movies because I was like, oh, love. Really? Yeah. You thought it was, yeah. I, I, no, but not, not before I watched it. But like, uh-huh. I, I heard about it a while ago mm-hmm. and I was like, haha. Another one, <laughs> like, have you seen Just Go With It? No, I've not. But it's basically an Adam Sandler video, uh, video, movie where it's like, yeah, that kind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen, I think, I've watched plenty of Adam Sandler. Blended? Blended. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Blended. I've watched Blended so many times. Yeah, I used to love it. I'm Did like you watch the other Drew Barrymore ones? Uh, 50 no. First Dates? No, I have not watched That's a good one. That is a good one. You okay. have to watch that. I was like, okay, I was listening to David Dobrik's podcast, and David Dobrik was like, 50 First Dates is the best movie of all time uh, and okay Jay- David yeah David I, I don't know and Jason was like no and they like had this full argument about it so I don't know, I don't know it is a good rom-com like there are some romantic comedies and you were just like that was brain waste mm-hmm. but that one okay if you watch it and you're like Meh, just keep in mind I watched it a few years ago like five years ago maybe but it was it's like a the ending is like it's it's really great. Okay, Do you I won't know what it's about, or like I won't yeah. spoil it. Give me give me the premise. Basically, um, Adam Sandler falls in love with this girl who has mm-hmm. short term memory loss. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. That sounds kind of like a sad situation too. Yeah, but he perseveres. Oh, good for him. Good for him. Okay, I actually will check that out. Yeah, because I like watching lighthearted movies. Yeah, it's and it's very. I wish I knew who the director was. But I don't. It's like very um, spunky. Mm, and love cute. that. Love that. I feel like Adam Sandler really has range. Genuinely, he's like a he's like a crazy actor. They're like because it's just people. He's so, yeah, <laughs> it's the rubber duck. But people in Hollywood are just typecast. I think about it. I think about like certain actors who are always playing the same roles again and, mm. and again. But I. That's like every actor in Hollywood. They are always playing the same types of people. Like, you know, Brad Pitt is 
become you know what actually you know what that depends I haven't watched many Brad Pitt films to be honest I've only watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I can't think of another one Brad Pitt's just like a like a handsome suave guy can you yeah. name other movies he's in? I really can't. Um, he was in all of the... Uh, Oceans. Oceans. I watched I all watched the Oceans. Them. I haven't. They were, like, not... Okay, the first one was kind of good. The rest of it was, like, not that great. It, it, it gets old after a while. Okay. And Don Cheadle, he plays a British guy. What? It was his idea, and it was so... His accent is so, so bad. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Because even it's I his idea. I think I'm pretty sure he plays oh, like no. he, I don't know, and he just plays like they're I don't know. I the first one is good, the rest of it I don't know. I tried to watch it, but it was really dark, mm. and I was like, <laughs> like well, not literally dark, not like um, metaphorically. Yeah, no, it, yeah, yeah it's, it's dark, so dark, it's dark lit. Like, God. Who do you say? Who's an actor you enjoy? Like who's who's someone you look out for? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I look out for many people. I would say Timothy Chalamet has been a hot topic recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's a great actor. Actually, to be fair, I've watched quite a few of his movies. That's only because mm-hmm. I like think he's attractive. Oh yeah, but like I, yeah, me too. There's no, I can't really pinpoint anyone who I would watch for that acting, which is a bit horrible. Uh huh. But oh, uh, maybe Ryan Gosling. He always does things. He was just interesting things. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, he's a great actor. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like to root for, like, underdogs, like, people I haven't seen before. Yeah. Like, in Sound of Metal. I won't talk about this too much. Oh, yeah. Okay. But there's this guy who's never acted before. His name is Paul Racy. Well, he has... He's, oh, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. We, we really look out for Buddy Duress. Buddy Duress. I... I see. We got a chopper in the background. A whole lot of choppers. Oh my gosh, so many, so many scooter children. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just looking forward to. Oh yes, Stephen Yen. I'm excited to see what else he does in his life because he's on the come up. Directors I'm looking out for, obviously Bong. Bong does. Uh, Bong was the highlight of 2020. <laughs> genuinely, he's okay. I I went on like these Bong sprees on YouTube where I would yeah. like search up like award season, like uh, videos of him uh, accepting awards, and he always does funny things at the after party. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's so he's just so funny. He's always. Uh, I don't know. I love him. I love Bong. I don't actually think I, like, I don't think I, as much as I admire certain directors, I don't think I, I particularly chase any, if you know what I mean. Like, I just uh-huh. watch movies that come along. I guess. I guess so. I, I agree. I mean, there's a, there's a huge Wes Anderson cult. Yeah, I used to. Mm. I used to really, but then, I was what, like, you know, there's other movies. What's you your know? favorite Wes Anderson film? Don't even begin. Ah. Uh, it's really hard because I have faced external pressures uh-huh. and internal love. <laughs> Alladogs. <laughs> okay. Realistically, 
I don't know. I watched um, I watched Moonrise Kingdom recently. Mm-hmm. Okay, not as good as his other ones. People have cute. things to say about Moonrise Kingdom. Some I don't know. Like personally, I thought it was okay. I didn't like again not show stopping. Well, it's like it's like a tumbler tumbler film. Yeah, it, you it, know? it's cute. It's cute. Yeah, it's it's cute. But also like some really critical people are like. Wes Anderson's films, like, especially, like, Moonrise Kingdom, kind of present this, like, uh, white utopia. Mm, yeah, and Sofia Coppola. Yeah. Sofia Coppola. Oh, what's a, what's a good Sofia Coppola you enjoy? A good Sofia Coppola? Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked Marie Antoinette the most. Mm. Haven't watched that one. And then I watched Lost in Translation and Virgin Suicide. Mm. I don't know which one I like it better. Probably Virgin okay. Suicide's. You know what? I I have a slightly unpopular opinion. I don't like the bling ring. Some people think it's genius. I, it. I thought it was so bad. I thought it was like so. It was like it was very unlikable. <laughs> I, that's what I'll say. I she's such a hit or miss. Cause on the rocks came out. I haven't watched it, but most people are like, is it's that bad. this year? It was last year. Oh, 2020. I, don't, I literally didn't hear of it. Really? Yeah. It has like Bill Murray. She loves Bill Murray so much. Yeah. She wrote Lost in Translation before Bill Murray. Oh yeah. Really? The character. Really? Him. I did not I did not know that. And okay. he showed up on the first day of filming and she didn't know he was gonna come. Oh wow. Lost in Translation is like like there are some parts that are kinda racist. Yeah, Lost in Translation <laughs> is like literal white white people claiming um Oh, Japanese yeah. culture. Yeah. Okay. I love. I I love the vibes of Lost in Translation. I honestly, yeah, I like the story. But you can get that from any other yes. Asian cinematographer yes. director. Yes, I agree. And there are just like some questionable scenes, like when he was imitating the accent of the director. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh yeah. And there. Okay. And I don't know. I think it's just like meant to like. Play is funny, but he was on this elevator, and everyone around him was super short. Oh my god, that's (laughs) in the bloody sorry, Sean Mendes lost in Japan video. Oh yeah, Sean Mendes. That whole thing was just based on it, and I. It was kind of nice though. I enjoyed it, but now I was like Sean Mendes. I okay. I genuinely I hate Sean Mendes. There's. There's something so obnoxious about him. His voice is mad nasal. And I just have... I'm traumatized by our year eight um, camp trip when I was in the kayak group, right? We would be kayaking all day and I'd go back Literally to my room. so long. We kayaked for an entire day. I know. And everyone was in the Shawn Mendes phase and every bitch was singing. Stitches? Stitches. <laughs> Like the whole everyone in the dorm. There's like twenty people, thirty people in the same room sleeping. Were you in my place? I don't know. Were you, I were you in a dorm? I forget you. Yeah, I don't yeah. I barely know who I was kayaking <laughs> with. I no, just I know I, I would I think I was kayaking with <laughs> Oh, I oh I yeah, we were in the same place then. <laughs> Cause he was definitely in my group. We I remember I don't know. I just like it was an unpleasant experience. I hate camping. Yeah, no, it was disgusting. I got so sunburned. Yeah. And heat stroke. Oh, Jesus. Oh, not not fully, but like. Okay, camping is just unpleasant when you're put with like in random groups with people like you don't want to talk. Probably to. Yeah, camp. That was the worst one. Oh yeah, that was the worst one. Cause I got put in such a bad group. My group was fun. Like not to hate on y'all, but I hate all Who of did you. you? 
Um, I can. We we can discuss this later. Later. Yeah. But it was not. It was not great. It really was not. It was. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. Coming of age, you gotta do it. Right? Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just like not. It's very unsanitary. Because. <laughs> None of us would like shower, and I would always get put in like the worst places. You know, were you put on the ones where you could only sleep in a tent and there wasn't? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bro, I was in, I was in the tongue lung. Yeah, place. I was that too. You was- <laughs> oh, I don't think you were in my teepee though, because we had like, like a. Andrea tent. Oh, I I don't think I don't remember her. I just no, remember Lizzie being her? in my tent. No, <laughs> no. Sorry, my bad. I no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Sorry, sorry. And why we have strayed? What? Why do I have what? We have strayed from the movie. Oh yeah, we. Oh my gosh, we really, we've really gone far. But I said pretty much all I've had to say. We, we didn't talk we, about the um, what's oh good um. The, the sex hotline and... Um, oh, yes. That crazy girl. Oh, yes. And um, Dustin... Not, not Dustin. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. This... It's just very weird. Yeah, it was really weird. The sex girl, I was like... That, that was what made, made me really go to Barry's side. I was like, this girl, he's, she's messing with his life. Barry's yeah. just trying to live his life. But there's, it also kind of confuses me. Because I would always half expect Barry to give in. Because I was like, he's such like, he's such kind yeah, of like a right. timid dude. Yeah. And when they were on the phone with each other, I was just bracing for Barry to like be like, okay, have all my money. Yeah. And he is. He, and she's like, bye. Yeah. He just yeah. kind of he gets kind of scared sometimes. And I will say, oh my gosh, his shining moment when um, basically there are these guys who are like hired to go like kidnap kidnap him because they think so, he's rich but he's yeah not. he's not rich at all yeah. and he gives them like 400 dollars oh, oh my gosh his, his helmet <laughs> but yeah he, and he has this he has these superhuman moments like in between like in his like rage moments where he pulls out and becomes super violent but also kind of powerful looking mm. It's really strange, but it's also kind of like superhero like a little bit. And he like fought all all the guys and he like he was like don't you don't ever do this again, whatever. And he scares them off. Yeah. And that that's another epic moment. Another epic moment for me was like Fast and Furious type vibe. When mm. when they slam into the car and mm. like, the car Oh, you're spins. so right. And the, it's, it's the it's this um Inside the can, the camera's inside the car and it's like spinning. Uh huh. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of like sort of crazy moments that kind of happen out of nowhere that really startle me, but in a really good way. That's yeah. Right. But yeah, the girl she, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. I forget the name of the character. No, I forgot as well. Like Jack and Chang. They're like this kind of evil Dean group. and and um, I don't know Dean is him mm. well there's a they're this like evil group of scammers essentially and they try to scam people for by money. attacking them 
yeah. at their weakest point. Yeah. And I, like... Like, they don't do a whole lot, I would say. No. I don't really... You, you could have had the... Okay. The story without that uh-huh. would have played out just the same yeah. as it did. Yeah. With. Yeah, what do you think... What do you think the... Uh, what, what do you think the goal was to have all of that in it? Because I'm not sure. I think, I think for me, I got a bit of a rush from it. And it kind of made me more, like, in tune with the movie. Because at first it, I was like, I don't know. Maybe it might have been just to, like, give. You know what? You know what it is? I think it was part of it to give Barry confidence. Yeah. Oh, and he's, like, at the end when he goes to um, the mattress place. Yeah. And he's like, I have a woman I love now. <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. to, like protect her, her and myself yeah but yeah good for him he kind of like it all kind of resolves by the end i will say though i i expected a little more with the sisters i expected him to kind of do like an in-person confrontation really? i did i i thought i i thought it was okay with that because for me it's just i think his relationship with the sisters is sort of just like Oh, and another video that I watched was, like, they literally all look the same. Mm-hmm. They're, like, are all, like, um, brown hair. Some have glasses. They look t- uh-huh. t- There's not, like, a monotone version of people. Uh-huh. Like, seven of them. And I feel like it's another projection of his oh. view of the world where they're all the same to him. They're all the same kind of, like, droning uh-huh. uh, people who, like, uh, what's the word? always complain to him except the one who shows her him Lena. Mm. You're right actually. I kinda I kinda see that. I don't think I, I felt like I was like really missing anything. I I just thought there might have been more action there, but also that makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know, I, I like the ending. I thought well, I don't really remember it. Is it the kiss outside her door? Yep. Okay yeah. Yeah it was cute. It was a nice like full circle from the beginning. And that's about it. I, you have anything else? I don't. But it's. I just feel like there's like a hole that I didn't fill. I think it's just because that's it's the, the feeling of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even rate it. I couldn't rate it. I just liked it. I didn't rate it. I, I rated it um, a four point five because mm. I didn't think it was a four. I think it was a lot. It was too smart to be a four. Yeah, but it's also, a really small film. Yeah. But I also don't think it was, um, like, show-stopping. Because I always think of things in terms of Parasite. If Parasite's a five, like, I don't think this is the level of Parasite. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah. gave it a 4.5. And I think I'm comfortable with our, where that is. I thoroughly, I think, I enjoyed, like, trying to interpret things mm-hmm. in this like and it felt like a brush like a fresh a brush breath of, a breath of fresh air a brush of fresh air yeah that took a while to get to but you couldn't rate it i know unless you couldn't rate it i don't think i can i yeah. don't think i will be able to until i watch it for the second time that's understandable. Yeah, I have some movies I can't read too. I well, like one especially. It's called Mysterious Skin. Okay. I could not read that one. It, it was. It was. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, that's about it. Thanks for everyone tuning in. Yes. Tune in next week for either Florida Project or Sound of mm-hmm. Metal. We don't yep. know yet. Vote. <laughs> Vote out of oh, the polls. We should do a poll. Do a poll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you then. This has been the Two Girls, One Film podcast. Thanks for checking in and see you soon.